episode 92 of the Bevan James Isles Show, the fitness behavior podcast, an interesting model. Radio team, welcome along to the Bevan James Oil Show, episode 92 of the Bevan James Oil Show, the Fitness Behaviour Podcast, the show that the fortnightly show that gives you all the benefits of loving fitness forever. That's totally not right, but I'm going with it today because I've got to be really honest, I've done this like five times and every time I've cocked it up, so I'm just, if you listen to my show for a while, you realise that's not the introduction, but hey, we're going with it. I've got to say, this is, this is up. Take five on the intro, but take two on the introduction to the main part of the show because I actually did this big introduction on politics and um, I've decided not to go with it. But uh, uh, there's going to be one message. Like, we've just had the US election in 2016. It's an interesting time in the world right now. Um, yeah, it's an interesting time. And all I want to say is, and, and, and I did this long thing about politics and I thought to myself afterwards, this show isn't politics. This show is fitness. But one thing I do want to say is, Make sure you commit to surrounding yourself with different types of people from different walks of life. Because actually, there's a divide happening a bit in the world right now, and I don't know if it's a good thing. And I think when we just put our put ourselves up against one side of, a, of, of the world, we miss out on seeing the other side, learning from the other side, having empathy for the other side, and understanding, but they also miss out on you. And ultimately, that's kind of my political message it's gone from 15 minutes down to 30 seconds so i want to share that with you i'm going to get into today's show i'm going to do I'm, I'm doing a little bit about um change today i've got a change model i'm going to talk about but i just wanted to talk a little bit about i'm doing this piano course right now um i'm always trying to improve on piano guys you know, you know that. and one thing i'm doing with this piano course right now is i'm doing a course that kind of looks at how you practice it's it's really i'm really enjoying it it's kind of it's teaching me things that i wish i knew years ago and uh and it's really shifting how i'm practicing and one thing they did and it's it's kind of very similar to a lot of the work that we've talked about on this show but at the same time i just kind of like this model and so what they're basically saying is is they like the idea of having an objective session before you do a piano session. And they kind of say either weekly or daily. And it's one thing I've really incorporated into my piano practice. So each piano practice now, I pull out my laptop, I've got a spreadsheet, I've got the day, I put warm up, and then depending on how long I'm going to practice, I have objectives for the session, timeframes for the session. And I actually now I'm even using alarms. So what I think about is, let's say today I'm going to jump the piano. Actually, I'm going to play 90 minutes in about an hour and a half from now. And I'm going to do a warm-up. So I'm learning some blues scales right now. So my warm-up is blue scales. I'm going to do about six minutes of that. But then what they say, what's the objective of that time? So my blues scales, well, I'm, I've been working on my C blues scales and the objective of time today is to do a bit of rhythm work with my right hand because I'm pretty comfortable with my right hand now and then learn my fingering with my left hand. So that's the objective of that six to 10 minutes I'm going to do for a warm up. Now I'm going to set an alarm to go off at that time. But then the third step they have, or maybe the third, first, fourth, I'm not quite sure what step it is, but one thing they have which I really like in their mind and their in the way they do things is they put, what strategy will you use to be successful in your practice? So it's a warm-up. I'm going to do the blues scale. Um, the thing I'm going to work on is the rhythm in my right hand, the fingering in my left hand. 
But then what strategy am I going to use to be successful in this? So, for example, with the rhythm work, I'm going, yeah, for some reason I really struggle with the ba-ba. <laughs> Not the lot, I, I struggle with short, long, short, long when it comes to doing scales. I tend to speed up for some reason. So one thing I need to do is I'm going to slow down my metronome and I'm going to tap out going ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. Ba ba. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap that out over and over again at a really slow place. So I allow myself the fundamentals of being able to do that. And that's what they really talk about. And then they say, okay, and so then once I've done my warm-up, I'm gonna do my practice for today. And, I, and I'm working on a couple of songs right now, and um, I might break down a section of a song and what's the objective of that moment there, and then from there, uh wait a second, my mum's calling. I'm pausing, I'm pausing because my mum's calling. It's my mum. She's just ringing. I love you, mum. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit in a second, actually. But, but anyway, so then the second part, I, I basically am learning a song. You break down the song. You think about what I need to work on. And then you again, you think of strategies. And and what I like about this is the strategy thing. And I've talked a lot about kind of planning of life, think about objectives of today. And then I love this idea of what strategy. So really, I'm, I'm just kind of sharing this with you guys because I like it. It's this kind of process of what am I going to work on? What do I want to achieve with my time? What strategies will I put in place to actually use this? Now, this show, if you've listened to Fitness Behavior or the Bevan James Owl show for a long time, you know I'm all about strategies. I'm all about kind of trying to share strategies with you guys that are going to help you be successful. So when you are thinking about what I want to do today and what I want to be successful and what strategies I'm going to use. And then lastly, the part of their process they have is a reflection. Okay, well, what did I do well? And maybe what do I need to focus on for my next session? And it's just it's just a model I really like. I just think it's a really great model. So the, the basic steps are, and this is, this is purely for piano, but I kind of think it's a life strategy, is to devote time to thinking. And, and let's be honest, the Donald James show that we did, The Explorer, the, that kind of morning work that he talked about and that we talked about there is a lot of this stuff, is this whole idea of what do I am trying to achieve today? What would be success for this time? What strategies will I use? And then the reflection I do after the fact. If you did that, do you think you'd achieve more of your time? Now, I can tell you, with piano, like piano, like I'm timing myself. So I'll go, okay, I've got 10 minutes of this. And I like it because suddenly my mind, like what I'm really liking about this is I get in the zone. It's really interesting. If I sit down, I go, okay, next 15 minutes, I'm trying to get this bit of this song and I'm trying to break down those four bars and I want to get my fingering right. And I push go on the, the alarm. Man, the 15 minutes flies by and I'm just kind of, I'm in it. And I get to that place where the world disappears and I'm just working on this thing. And I, and I love that place. I love the the focusness of that place. And so, you know, that's that's one of the real benefits of, of doing this kind of work is that you get this high level focus. But you achieve more as well. Because now when I'm doing my piano practice, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking out more and what I was in my, you know, that an hour's practice now gets more quality workout than maybe what it did, it did before. And that's something to think about. So I want to share that with you guys. Second thing I want to share with you is we had big earthquake here in Christchurch last night. We're actually in New Zealand. It was kind of a big one. Uh, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you'll know that earthquakes are a part of the Christchurch lifestyle. And it wasn't a terrible earthquake here. But I have to say, I do feel for people who struggle through things like this and, uh, and just the importance of support. Um, yeah, like uh, the earthquake luckily didn't damage Christchurch that much, but if you go up the coast of the South Island you know, a couple of hours, it was it was pretty bad. And um, just 
people need people at times like these and um, we're very lucky in Christchurch there's some really good support networks now and there's this understanding of let's look out for each other and uh, yeah it's just a really interesting thing to see that's when my, 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 my mum was ringing she's just checking in my mum's good like that and, and I think sometimes we've got to remind ourselves that we all need each other at times like this Kind of like my political message, really, isn't it? Um, okay, patrons. I've got a new patron of the show today, guys. And I've got to say I'm pretty stoked of this guy's name. Uh, Raul Branco. Raul Branco. What a great name that is. If you want to become a patron of my show, go to bevanjamesisles.com. It's very simple. There's a patronage page link there, and you just click on it. And you get a nickname. And now, Raul Branco. Now, Raul. 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 R-U-I. Raul. You've got a great name. Now, when I think of rule, 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 I'm not sure if it's rule or rule, rule, I think of Street Fighter. It was a video game that was very popular when I was a young man. And I think of Street Fighter, and I just think, you know what? That's going to be your nickname. So, rule, Street Fighter, Branco. Some other patrons of the show who I just want to mention right now is uh, Brittany McEachin, Brittany Zemistic, and then we've got Greg Crowley, the Python, we've got Luke Mayhem Miller, we've got Pip, the Silent Assassin Langford, and we've got Kate, the perfect one, Southern. So, guys, if you want to be a patron of the show, just go to bevanjamesisles.com. means a lot. helps me out massively. And you guys rock. So, there we go. That's uh, this week's patrons. Anyway, guys, I'm going to get into the main gist of the show. And let's get into it. Here we go. Today, I, I, I want to go through a model. A model of change that um, some of you may already know. Uh, but it's a really good model to think about when we are thinking about change. And maybe as you kind of sit and listen, or whatever you're doing, some people might be running, some people biking, might be at work or at home or doing the, doing the washing, or whatever you're doing. But as you're listening to today's show and you're working, working through the steps we're going to go with this model here, maybe think about one area of your life that you feel you want to work on with change. So let's set that criteria up first. Let's say I'm going to choose one area of my life that I want to set up for change right now. Okay, so it's just something to think about. What's one area? You might say it might be a dietary thing. It might be a focus thing. It might be um, getting better at your hobby. So one thing I'm trying to change right now is I'm trying to change my ability to practice when I'm pianoing. Okay, I'm doing a course on actually how to practice, and so that's the kind of thing I'm trying to change. So this model has a few different stages to it, and the first stage we're going to talk about is called now the the model is what's the model called? Um, I think it's called Elements of Change. It's a it's a quite a well known model that uh, many people will know, but again, the first one is called pre-contemplation. Now pre-contemplation is very much the earliest stage of change, and often it's this stage of change people it, it's they're not actually considering change at this moment. It's almost like they're living in denial when they're in this moment. If you're in a stage, you're, you're often just resigned to the fact that my current state is how it's going to be forever. So if we look at this model here and we kind of say that pre-contemplation, let's use the weight example. So you might be 20 kg overweight and you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I'm 20 kg overweight, you know it's there. But in your mind, you're just thinking, you know what? I'm always going to be 20 kg overweight. And uh, I don't think this can ever be changed. You know, sometimes in this place here, people don't actually understand that their behavior is damaging. Like, oh, I might be 20 kg overweight, but I don't really think about how that's going to fit me in the long term. And so really what we want to think about if you're in the pre-contemplation stage is asking some really hard questions like, 
Have I tried to change this behavior in the past? So let's try to think about why I'm overweight. Okay, well, because I eat too much junk food, let's say. So have I tried to change this behavior in the past? How do you recognize that you have a problem? So if you are 20 kg overweight, how do I recognize that maybe I have a problem with weight? What would happen if you were to consider changing your behavior? It's something to really think about. So when we think about the pre-contemplation stage, and as I think about how I'm doing the show today here, you know, I said choose an area of change. But if you're listening to this right now and you really thought about yourself, and you, as I asked that area of do you have an area of change, and you kind of said no, maybe you are doing denial. Maybe you are ignoring the problem. Maybe what we want to do is to to really encourage you to, to rethink your behavior and to really maybe rethink of areas of your life and to have some self-analysis and introspection around maybe there is an area I need to change. Maybe there is a problem, but I am denying it. And I'm much better off to actually start to change and shift towards, you know, what if that 20kg was gone? The second area of change we want to look at is, is what we call contemplation. So if the first area is pre-contemplation, where maybe you're ignoring the problem, you're living in denial, contemplation starts to look at seeing that maybe there is a problem that needs to be changed. So when I asked you at the beginning of the show, what's an area you can change, you know, for those who came up with the answer, so again, if you didn't come up with an answer, maybe you need to actually look a little bit harder and encourage yourself to think and rethink and kind of do some self-analysis around this. But if you are somebody who kind of came up with that answer, well, this is your, you know, and, and you haven't actually done the change. This is, this is the stage that we're talking about. You have conflicting emotions around the change that you want. So you might know that you need to lose 20 kg, but you're not really ever committing to this. There's kind of an uncertainty that can last months. Maybe even you've sat in this uncertainty for years. Like, I know I've been 20 kg overweight for a long time. But but you never actually move past this phase. Like, you know, there's, you know, it might be a career thing. You might be sitting in the same job that you, deep down you know you don't like. You're over it. You've done it for way too long. There's no challenge. There's no reward. It, it, you're ticking the box. And deep down, you've always thought about change. But you're never actually doing it. It's like during this stage, you, you may have the view that change is a process of giving something up rather than what you're gaining. Like I might be giving up the security of my job. Or if you're an overweight person, maybe there's personality traits. You know, I know this is very stereotypical what I'm about to say, but sometimes overweight people will have a big personality as a way to deflect off their weight. And, and if I lost my weight, what if I lose my personality? That's a really interesting one, isn't it? What I think I talked about this in a few episodes ago is what do I have to give up to get my change? You know, these types of things. So often people who sit in that contemplation stage, so pre-contemplation says I almost don't know it exists or at least I'm denying the need for change. Contemplation stage kind of says, you know what, you do, I, I know this area needs to change. But you might get in that problem of it's going to happen tomorrow. So there's kind of conflicting emotions that you're going through. If you're in this contemplation stage, really some important questions to really ask yourself is, why do you want to change? Why do you want to change? It's a really interesting question. Like if I'm in that boring job, but hey, it gives me security, so I can I can argue why I should stay here. Why would you want to change? There, there, there's another one to really think about is there, is there anything that's preventing me from changing? 
And that's where you can sometimes look at those conflicting emotions that you've really thought about and put those, you know, are they actually holding me back? You know, the security, is that preventing me from changing? You know, like, is that, is that preventing me from changing? What are some things that could help me make this change is another question to really think about. So when we think about helpful strategies here, when if you, if, you know, as we're talking about this here and you are thinking about maybe I am in this contemplation, I've identified, Bev, you know what, as I'm listening to this, I need to, I want to change this one area of my life. So I'm going to weigh in my pros and cons of the change behavior. So if I were to lose 20 kg, what are the pros? What are the cons? So actually spend some time and to go through that kind of plus and negatives. Now I imagine for most of you, if you are looking for the right type of change, that positive is going to outweigh. But sometimes we just got to sit down and do the process to actually really make us understand, oh man, losing 20kg is going to be so much better for my life. Or changing my job is going to be so much better for my life. What we also want to do in this kind of, in the work of the contemplation stage is we want to confirm our readiness to change and, and we want to encourage confidence in our ability to change. So if we think about the pre-contemplation, it's denial and sometimes in contemplation it's this conflict and that conflict almost keeps us in a place where we don't change. And that's why doing something like a pros and cons and to really see that, oh, the benefits would be much better for my life starts to confirm there's a readiness, a desire to move towards the change that you want to, to create. Another thing to really think about when we're in the contemplation stage is to start to identify some of the barriers to change. So again, if we look at the weight example, it might be that it's an identity thing. It might be that socially I eat out a lot. And so for me to have to be able to create change, I'm going to have to change maybe how I am socially. So we can actually start to see some of the behaviors that are going to have to be worked on as I'm going to move forward in my change. The third stage in, in this change model is what we call preparation. Now preparation, to me in some ways, it's, it's probably the most important because if we take the two steps back, first of all, it's that pre-contemplation, it's I'm living in denial, I don't even think I have a problem. Then there's this kind of, oh, I have a problem, but am I actually going to act on it? And if we do some of those kind of things, the pros and cons and those types of things, suddenly I start to open up to maybe I can change. And sometimes the belief's the biggest first step. So getting that belief in place of, yes, I can change. So I can add exercise into my life. I do believe I have the ability to change. But preparation is really important because basically what preparation is saying is we're preparing you to, to make the change and make it sustainable in the long term. And that's a really interesting thing we want to be putting in place is making sure we do great work at this moment. So the preparation stage is basically what we were looking for here is we're, we're almost starting to make small changes that will start to move us down the right path. So when we think about the weight loss example, let's say for example, you, you drink Coca-Cola every day and you, and you have a couple of litres of Coca-Cola every day. Now, some people argue about you know the, the merits of low calorie drinks, but surely it's a better option to go to zero, Coke Zero. Like that's a no-brainer. That's a really good, easy change that I can make that allows me to move towards a long-time go that I want to go on. You might you might think about um, if we think about exercise, it might be you know ultimately I want to be a really fit person, but I'm just going to get out the door and go for a walk this week, or I'm going to ring a friend and catch up and go and play touch rugby with them, something like that. And this part here, we're not we're not looking for massive change. We're doing two things. We're starting to shift the, the direction a little bit. So if, again, if we go back to where you are right now, 
and you think about that area that you chose for change and you might have gone through that contemplation stage and you actually really deep down know that if you were to do a play with pros and cons you know that you know what in that area I can definitely move forward and then when you start to think about the preparation model you might go okay well I, I want to start making changes that I feel like I'm moving in the right direction today so I do want to lose 20 kgs and you know what Actually, I am having the high-calorie drinks, and so that's an easy win. I can I can go to Coke Zero. That's an easy win. Uh, I I I do eat too much junk food, so I'm going to go to a rule where you know what I'm going to have junk food on the weekend. So so I can get some small changes starting to happen at the stage. And to me, there's a few values of this because one, if you start with small change in your preparation phase, you start to feel like you're winning. And to me, small wins on top of each other start to believe our perception around how we can move down this new path. So that's one thing we want to be doing in the preparation phase. The second thing we want to be doing in the preparation phase is gathering information. We actually want to be setting up how we're going to be going to be successful when we hit the next stage. So those two, those two points, the first point is small change that I can start to win on now. But then ultimately, this moment here is, and this is probably the most important aspect, is I'm, I'm getting my set up so that when I actually start to do big, big changes in behavior, I'm going to be successful. So it might be I'm going to research my kind of diet rules that I'm going to have once I start. So right now, while I'm in my preparation phase, I'm choosing to go from Coke to Coke Zero. Right now, I'm, I'm choosing to only have fast food on the weekends. So in this phase, I'm starting to create wins and moving in the right path. But while I'm doing that, I'm also kind of determining what are going to be the rules that I'm going to have around nutrition as I try to lose 20 kgs. Now, the rules that I'm going to have around nutrition as I spend time, you may determine that, you know what, I'm going to eat real food. Um, I'm going to limit the amount that I have of fast food. I'm going to so on and so on. So you're going to spend time developing change. You may do some research or some really good kind of strategies that people who have lost weight have used. So you know, and go back to what I did a couple episodes ago, you know, the strategy of how am I going to feel at the end of this. So you can spend time collecting strategies that you're going to put in place. They're going to help you be successful. But really, this this moment here is, like, I always think about goal setting. And if we think about helpful strategies of this, and we think about goal setting, like, if I'm going to set a goal, ultimately what you do is you kind of say, here's the end point. Okay, so it's 20 kgs. For me, I'm thinking about there's a marathon called the Motor Tap Marathon, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it, uh, as long as I can make it work a remote wedding. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it. And when I think about the goal, the goal was, okay, well, I want to do this marathon, and I'll probably sit down and I'll work out what's a healthy, challenging goal time or race place that I can achieve. But then what you do is you write your plan, don't you? So if, okay, let's say I want to run a three-hour marathon, or if I want to lose 20 kg, you're going to say, well, well, there's the goal. That's the end point. But what's the plan that's going to get me there? Like, how am I going to run a three-hour marathon? Well, I better get out and get some endurance running in. I better do some pace work around my speed. I might need to use some training partners at time. What's the terrain of this course? I might have to do some hill running. It's actually funny because I have this, this marathon I'm looking at doing in February. It's called the Motor Tap. And it's basically a mountain marathon. And, and I've just been thinking about my program over the last few days. I'm going to write it over the next couple of days. And, and thinking about my program, I think, okay, what's the terrain of the race? And what does that mean for the plan that I'm going to get together that's going to be, allow me to be successful? So in this preparation phase, that's what you're doing, is you're thinking, all well, the end point is here. And the actions I need, the, the plan that I need to make is going to get me there. 
And then other things we want to do is think of strategies that are going to help us be successful. So when we think about collecting information for change, what strategies will also help me be successful? So for me, it's going to be use of music when I'm running. It's going to be choosing fun times. I do a lot of exercise through my job. So it's also going to mean what times of the week is more realistic for me to do quality training for this race. So all of those types of things are things that I'm thinking about in my preparation stage for this goal. Now, if we reflect upon you in the area that you have chosen right now, the one that I, you know, when at the beginning of this part here, I said, okay, what's your area? Now, if you think about yourself, let's look at the two areas here. The first is what small change can you make in that area almost immediately? You know, if, if it is, I do want to change my career, what's some small change that you can make that, that is that? It might be I'm going to look to lose to wasted time in my life so I can then focus on exploring options that I can have moving into a new career. If it is weight loss, again, we can use that go from high energy to low energy drinks. If it is exercise, it might be I'm just going to get into the habit of going for a walk once a week. Small changes that start to make me win. What's that for you? As you're listening right now and you've, you know the area that you've chosen and, and we're saying you're moving past contemplation stage and you're going to preparation stage, what are maybe four or five small wins that you can have that make you feel you're moving down that path? And then the second thing you want to start thinking about doing is my job is to collect information so I can get ready for my start point in time. So again, I'm looking at doing this marathon and I think it's kind of late Feb. As I think about doing this marathon, I've got, you know, 16 weeks to this race. So with 16 weeks to go on this race, this next week I am collecting information. I'm just trying to think about what's the best decisions I can make to make sure I'm going to be successful in achieving this goal. And that's what we want you to think about here. So for yourself, when can I commit time and when does my plan start? So for me, my training plan, although I will do some running this week, is ideally in my mind going to start next week. So for you, put a date to that part as well. Okay, my preparation stage, I am collecting information, but it's working towards me starting at this next stage. Now, if you've done really well with the preparation stage, stage four is action. So this is a really important step, isn't it? Stage four is action. Action is, I am changing behaviors now, aren't I? You know, if you have done stage three really well, you've started to have some wins, which makes you believe you can move down this path, and you've collected information really well that sets up a plan that's going to make you successful well then day one of stage four begins for me it's next monday my marathon training starts next monday and it's not that kind of next monday that never happens it's actually <laughs> i'm starting next monday you can flick me an email and ask me if i did my training on monday and I'm, like, I'm pretty sure i will i'm pretty good like that so but really what you're starting to think about here is that date that you said when we said you know once i've done my collecting information i've created a plan it's going to start at this time and really what we're thinking about with the action stage it's really quite simple i'm taking direct action towards achieving a goal i'm taking direct action towards achieving a goal now, in some ways, if we take a step back, that preparation stage is really important because often people set themselves up for failure at this time. And a really good example of that is the New Year's resolution, isn't it? To lose weight immediately, starting a new exercise regime, I'm going to eat healthier, I'm going to cut back on snacks and all of these things, but they haven't really been planned out that well. And if you do really good work in the pr uh, preparation stage, 
then you're going to be more successful in that. And you want to set up a plan where you can be successful. So that's why the preparation stage is really important. You've got to set up a successful plan. And you may want to get people around you who can help you make those choices when you make that plan in the preparation stage. So that's something to really think about as well. And then when we get into the action stage, some kind of just little strategies to think about. Reward your successes. You know, often change is really hard, especially in an area we've been unsuccessful in. And people are really good at beating themselves up. So as you have wins along the way, make sure you reward those successes. Like let yourself build on those successes. Also, look for social support. Look for, you know, I've got one of my clients and, and they're a part of this online forum and around exercise and there's a big group of people on this forum and I don't think they really know that many people in person from this forum but they get so much value because it's been a big part of their social support on them having exercise in their life. And nowadays with the use of social that you know, social media and those kind of social internet tools are great as well. But also real life people, it could be a workmate, it could be another friend who you know is trying to lose weight. You know, by getting seeking out support is such a massive part of success. Another thing to think about when it comes to the action stage is to have a learning attitude. You know, like Will you stick to your plan 100%? Probably not. Like I think about my time as an athlete when I did Ironman for years. I always had plans towards trying to achieve goals. And I think in the whole seven years I did Ironman, there was probably one block where I didn't miss a session. You know, where I didn't, you know, my last Ironman, I, I went four months where I just kind of smashed every session out of the park. Now, it took me six years to get to that point. But I kind of stuffed up a lot along the way as well. And instead of having this kind of, I'm going to beat myself up if I'm not successful, it's, I'm going to have a learning mind. And in my action stage, I'm trying to make as many of the best actions I can make. But when I don't, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to learn, reflect, and make tweaks so that next time I can be, you know, I can continue to be more successful and live in that place where I can do that more often. Another thing to really think about when we are in the action stage is to put some time to stop and review some things like, your resources, some things on the progress and how it's going right now, like has, has I set up a good plan, some of your beliefs around your ability, some of your commitment, your motivation, to maybe, you know, like you might say, okay, I've got a six-month goal to lose 20kg, but at the end of each month, I'm just going to do a review just to see what's happening in my action plan, and that way, again, if I've got a learning mind, I can just keep improving it, that's going to allow me to be more successful, so that's kind of our action stage. Next up we have maintenance stage, and this is a really interesting stage because there's kind of, there's two tiers to this stage, and the first stage of this is what we're saying is maintaining the new behavior. So again, if I take a few steps back, and, and I suppose, you know, if we think about what you're doing here with yourself as you're listening to this, if you've done a really good action plan, like let's say my marathon program, and, and I'm doing really well, I'm kind of sticking at it, and when we get to the maintenance stage, that is kind of the day-to-day -day of being successful in doing the work that I need to do. So that's what we want to think about when we're doing the stage here. When we get to maintenance, it's like, how well am I, you know, just stick it doing the actions that I made in my plan. You know, my marathon program that I'm doing. You know what, hill reps on Tuesday, just stick to doing your hill reps. You can do your hill reps, you're going to be successful in this goal. So there's a little bit of kind of my job when I'm in the maintenance stage is just to stick, keep on, keep it on. But then the second thing we want to be really aware of at this stage here is what we're saying is avoiding temptation. Avoiding temptation. This is a really important thing. So if it's a weight loss thing, you might suddenly 
suddenly want to start drinking that Coca-Cola again, the full sugar Coca-Cola. Or suddenly you notice that, you know what, this week I went to McDonald's on a Tuesday night and, you know, I'm, I'm not only meant to be having, you know, fast food maybe once on the weekend right now. It doesn't sit in my action plan. And what we really are trying to do in the maintenance stage is look at strategies that help us stay on an action plan, but also learn when temptation may be pulling us away. Trying to, you know, keep these this temptation away in what we are doing and what we can try to do here is some ways we can look at this is we can try to replace old habits for more positive ones so let's say that as in the past I rewarded myself with food that for me when I have a good day a bad day an emotional day whatever food is a reward and so one thing I'm going to do over the next period of time is I'm going to find a healthier way to reward myself when temptation may come on. Okay, so it's one of your jobs of the maintenance stages to learn when temptation starts to become appealing. And then what we want to do is we kind of think of strategies is we want to start to develop strategies that are going to help us overcome temptation. And really people who maintain change in the long term, that's what they tend to have done. They've found really good strategies that work for them to be able to do this. And and really, that's what we want to think about. And ultimately, that's the kind of the thing is awareness of temptation is coming in. And then, oh, I need to put my mind over here towards strategies that are going to help get through this. It can be many of the strategies I've used on the show over the years. I go back and listen to some of the old, it could be a black and white rule strategy. It can be a, a reset strategy. It can be a... Um, how am I going to feel at the end strategy, putting these strategies in place, a, a talking to a friend, a support network strategy. If I can see, oh, temptation is coming, but here's how I get through this, then I'm going to be more successful. Another thing to think about in the maintenance stage is if you do have a weak moment where temptation wins, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't give up. It's almost a part of the experience. It's a minor setback. If we've got that learning attitude, I can learn, I can reflect, and I can think about how I can improve on it next time. So that, that's kind of maintenance. So as you kind of think of the area of change that you want to think about, what would be the things that you'd need to do to have maintenance in that area? Now ultimately, if you've done a really good job with maintenance, you kind of then are there. Really, let's, let's think about this. You know, you've gone through, you've had pre-contemplation, you didn't realize you had a problem, then suddenly you start to have contemplation and you're in that place of, oh, yeah, you know, I know I need to change, but oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And, and then suddenly you kind of, no, you start to make that change. And, and you really are starting to think about that preparation phase. And in that preparation phase, you've done the small wins and you're collecting information and you're starting to create a plan. And, the, and then you start the action and, you know, you, the weight starts to drop off. You're starting to lose that 20 kgs. You, 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 suddenly you're exercising three times a week or suddenly you're looking for a new job or you're, or you're training yourself or you're educating yourself so you're giving yourself options for a new job. And then you, you, know, you know how to maintain. And maintain is maintaining new behavior and avoiding temptation. And, and ultimately then, if you can stand those things there, you've created change. You're there. Like you're there. Like if I know how to avoid temptation... And I've got good strategies and I don't go back to the thing that made me have 20kg or the thing that made me be bored of my job or, or not exercise. Well, then I'm there. But there's one thing we do need to look out for at this stage here. And this is what we call relapse. And this is, this is a really interesting aspect here because ultimately relapses can be a big problem. So relapse is basically... And, and let's be honest, relapses are often a common occurrence for people. They, you know, when we go through change, a lot of people, it's kind of three steps forward, two steps back. And so there's kind of this sense of 
you can often feel like you're failing, you're disappointing, you're frustration. And really what we need to understand is that the key to success is to not let these setbacks, and it's a little bit about you know when you do have these moments where you do give into temptation, to undermine your confidence. If you if you lapse back to an old behavior, take take a have a look at the why it happened. What triggered this relapse? What what can you do in the future to avoid these triggers happening again? What we don't want to do is, I'm just the person who, and then let go of all the good work that you've done up to this point. Like if you think about yourself right now, and you can look back on your past, and you can look at an area where maybe you tried to achieve change, and you actually did a really good job of achieving change for a long period of time, or for, for a certain period of time. So it might the weight loss example is the best one, isn't it? So many people want to lose weight, and they actually do. But then so many of them put the weight back on. So they, they, they almost go through this change model. They, they see they need to change, they prepare, they, they put a plan together, they act, they maintain for a period of time, and then relapse happens. And suddenly that person ends right back to the start, back to where 20kgs is on. And really what we want to think about is we want to get good at catching relapse early. Because if we can do that, we can put good strategies in place. But also I think ultimately what we want to do, if you know you are somebody who's maybe, you know, as you're listening to this right now and you look back at some of the time that you have tried to create change in your life, and you have been that person who's relapsed back, is you want to go into it with, with a future plan. You want to go into it going, okay, well, in the past I lost 20 kgs and I did all these steps and maintenance for a while and then I had a relapse. And then slowly I crept back to what I was before I started that goal. And so if I'm going to know that that's something that I'm, that I can go through in my experience, well, then maybe what I want to think about is how do I be successful Next time, so relapse won't be a part of my experience. Because basically, if I can remove the relapse part of this this kind of circle of change that we're talking about here, then ultimately, I've changed for the good. And that's the thing we're aiming for, isn't it? It's sustainable change. Those are the people who are most interested in. The person who's lost 20 kg and held it off forever. The person who never exercised and suddenly has exercised in their life forever. The person who was stuck in their life, but then now has suddenly has a stimulating career. You know, they, they, they understand how to keep that in their life for the rest of their life. To me, I find those people most fascinating. And to me, those people have developed really good ways to, to avoid the relapse. So when we think about relapse, what you need to think about is identify triggers that could lead to relapsing. So you might know that when you get emotional, if you have a really hard time in your life, you're going to go to food. And so you need to know that, you know, when a big life event happens, you might lose your job, you might have a relationship breakup, you might lose the loved one. You know, when those things happen, I need to have really good strategies to put in place. I need to recognize barriers to to success and steps to overcome these obstacles. You know, what are going to be the barriers that could come up that are going to make me relapse? And, And then I also want to look at reflect upon what's made me successful as I do this. Now, as you think about yourself and you go back through these kind of series of change that I've talked about today, there's some really interesting stuff in there, isn't it? And if you go back to that first question I put in front of you, choose one area. Choose one area of life where you want to have change. Choose one area. For me, it's creativity of music. That's 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 the one area of my life I... I it does my head in because I, I'm a little bit afraid to be creative with it and I don't do it. 
Now, I contemplate it. I, I'm in this place where I have conflicting emotions. I, I'm really, like I'm a disciplined musician. I practice every day. I'm, I'm really good at that. But when it comes to writing songs, I, there's something that holds me back. So when I think about myself right now with this, well, what I need to do is I need to set small wins. So when I sit down every day, I might write a small song. Second thing I can do is collect information that helps me feel more prepared in writing songs. So I can read some books on songwriting. I can maybe surround myself with people who are going to help me write songs and those types of things. Then when I look at action, okay, well, I can set some goals around songwriting. Like when I plan my, like one thing I've been doing recently is I do a weekly plan for my piano playing, kind of goals for my week. And so within that, I should have, there should be a third of my time or a quarter of my song goes towards songwriting. And as I set that up, that's going to be a thing that I'm going to take. And I might even take smaller action steps towards that. Then once I've done that, I, the temptation for me is to not do the work. The temptation for me is to think, well, it's, it's much more fun to learn a song that everyone else is going to know. So that can be the thing. Or the temptation is um, to do wasteful time on my piano. It might be that, you know, jumping on my phone when I'm doing my piano time so I'm not actually doing the work. So that could be something that would work against me when it gets to the maintenance stage. But ultimately, if I can maintain these kind of actions and habits and that I'll put in place, I'll be writing new songs. And then ultimately, the thing I want to think about is those moments when the songs start to fall away and maybe I relapse back to the old musician I was. Now, this model was actually designed for addiction. It was around addiction therapy. So this is, comes from motivational interviewing kind of stuff. And uh, it, the model really is about addiction, and that's why that relapse is a big start part of it. But when we think about any era of change in your life, well, this, is, this, is what, this model is a really good one to work on. So your homework what I want you to do is to go through these stages if you are someone who's in pre-contemplation maybe it's time to, to look in the mirror and really ask yourself do I need to do some self-analysis in this area and maybe even if, as I ask this right now you know like you know you need to change this area second thing is is if you are contemplating we want you to start, you know, do a pros and cons list. That you, that's the step-by-step -step guide you have to do. You have to do a pros and cons list. I want to lose 20 kg. Why would it be better? What would be the cons? And be honest about the cons because sometimes you do have to give up things. Like, I won't be able to eat as much nice food and I love eating junk food. Well, that's a con for some people. And that's okay to acknowledge that. But the pro of I'm going to be fit and I'm going to be active and I'm going to have more self-esteem might be more appealing for you in that moment. The preparation stage. So once you've gone through that, what are the small changes you're going to make right now that are going to help you win? And then what information do you need to gather to be able to be prepared for when the action stage comes along? And, and, and I want to create that plan so that once I set, you know, my Monday and my next Monday when I start my marathon program, that, that this preparation stage is ready. And then I start taking the action and I'm looking for strategies and ways that I'm going to be successful in taking the action. And once I've started that, that journey, then I'm looking at just maintaining that change. Not being too hard on myself, realizing that you know the ups and downs are a part of the journey. Learning to avoid temptation that are going to pull me away from the actions that allow me to be successful. And then being aware of what would take me back to relapse and putting strategies in place that would allow me to do this. To me, one of the biggest things we always need to think about is commit. Commit to doing it, guys. That's, that's the thing. Do you think if you were to spend time going through these six stages and committing time to yourself to do these really well, 
do you believe you could create the change? What would be better about your life if you did this? How would you see yourself? How would you feel? What would be the story you tell of your life if you did this really well? And to me, if you do this really well, then ultimately, as I always wrap it up, you'd be the better version of yourself. Right, our team, that's pretty much the gist of today's show. Hopefully there's some good stuff in there for you. You know, I like to challenge you. I have to say, next week, I'm, next episode, I'm pretty excited. I've got to call Matt Fitzgerald. And Matt Fitzgerald, let me pull up a little kind of Amazon link here. So if we go to Amazon.com and you look up running books, Matt Fitzgerald is one of the kind of key kind of running writers in the world. But recently he did a book which is outside of running, and it was basically on mind strategies to be mentally tougher when we were running. Uh, and the book was called How Bad Do You Want It? And it's kind of managing, what is it called? Mastering the Psychology of Mind Over Muscle. And uh, Matt's done some, he's done a many amazing books. He's done, cheapest if you look at his Amazon pages, he's got 20 pages of books. So he's got a lot of books out there, and he's been writing books for a very, very long time. And uh, he's, he's done a couple of great books, and this, but this, one of his latest books is this kind of How Bad Do You Want It? And it's this mastering of psychology. And so, you know, a lot of the time the work I do here is kind of for the everyday person, but for those of you who do are pretty good exercises and are looking for that kind of next level of mind strategy, I'm going to be having Matt on the show in the next episode, and I'm really looking forward to it because I think he's going to offer some really good insight. Um, I haven't actually read the book myself yet, but I'm going to make sure I read it before I actually interview him, so I'll probably read it in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, just interesting stuff. Matt's someone I have a lot of respect for in the industry, so it's really cool as well. So check out that episode. It's going to be out in two weeks from now. That's Matt Fitzgerald, and um, it's going to be really cool. Got to say, I, I've told you guys I've started working on an online course, and uh, it's it's pretty exciting. I'm not going to leave too much out about it right now because it is movement focused it is about getting you guys moving so and it is very focused on the beginner exerciser so if you are a hardcore exerciser it's probably not going to be for you but you might know somebody in this world who you know could get value from it so um, in my mind I'm kind of thinking February March next year it's amazing how much work it takes to create an online course so I'm basically working on this kind of in the interim it's my 20% project I talked about this a few episodes ago it's my 20% project of getting this course done but I'm putting probably probably five to ten hours a week on it and uh you know i'm trying to make it great i don't want it to be just that thing that people sign up for and go i want it to be they sign up for it and they go wow this is over delivering this is really and what i've tried to do in designing this course is it's kind of you're looking at you know what are the mind strategies that are going to make people successful what is the program that's going to make people successful and all of those types of things and i'm basically trying to use the best of me in this course and what I mean by that is use the best that I've learned over the years of helping people love exercise and putting it in a package that allows people to be successful so you're going to hear a lot more about that closer to the time of the release because I want you guys to be a part of helping me support it and get it out there um, and yeah so I'll let you know more about that now if you want to become a patron of the show just go to bevanjamesisles.com it's all pretty obvious on the website and other than that I'm going off to Queenstown this weekend we've got the Queenstown Marathon coming up we're taking Quite a few runners down for that race, and no, I love going to races. I, this, I know if, if, if you've never ever gone and watched a, a sporting event, other than your traditional sports, like if you've never gone and watched a marathon or or an Ironman or 
um, I don't know, it's a kind of an endurance. What I love about endurance sport is kind of anyone can do it. And that's one of the things, like, if we think about you know, basketball, not everyone, well, everyone can play basketball, but there's levels of skill. There's a, there's a level that you kind of need a base level of, or tennis and stuff like that. Whereas running, it's a pretty basic movement. And it's, what's really cool about when you go to all these events is you can't help but be inspired. And for someone like myself who loves exercise anyway and, and you know, is comfortable with exercise, even I, you go to these events and it's just like, man, it's so cool to be a part of this. So I've we're taking some runners down. We're going to be really excited to watch them get across the finish line. If you if you listen to the show and you see me there, come up and say hello. I'm, I'm always happy to meet new people. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And then we're kind of heading to the busy season of Christmas. So I'm going to be back in a couple of weeks with a Matt Fitzgerald on the show. Again, his book is How Bad Do You Want It? I think it's going to be a really good interview. So I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. If you've got any questions, flick me an email at bevanjames at gmail.com. Or you can just go to my website, bevanjamesowls.com. Spread the word on Facebook and all those places. And yeah, you guys rock on, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks.